Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ask Anything presented by Mosher Consulting. I'm your host, Angel Leon, Mosher's Director of Personnel. We're glad you're with us for Episode 7 of Ask Anything, and with us today is someone whom you might recognize from our data analytics series that we had all of last year. Sean McAdams is back with us. He's our Vice President for Data Analytics, and with Sean today, joining us for the first time on Ask Anything is Mosher's Director of Governance within our Data Analytics Division, Troy Mosher. Troy has been with Mosher for over 20 years and is currently the Director of Governance within the Data Analytics Division. He's been a data management specialist and understands the need to assert data as a strategic asset. And he enjoys working with clients to establish governance programs where data is utilized to drive successful business outcomes. Gentlemen, it's a pleasure to have you on Ask Anything today to talk about a very interesting topic. When I think of governance, I think of auditing. Uh, and the reason I say that is because my wife is an internal auditor uh, for the federal government. So she handles a myriad of topics, but I don't think I've ever heard her talk about data analytics within her in a row. It could be because of where she works and that they don't handle the data that we do, but that's what I think about when it comes to governance. So having said that, let me start off by welcoming you guys again and asking you, what is data governance? Hey, Angel, thanks for uh, having us on. Obviously taking some time to talk about some stuff we're passionate about. I'm glad you went to a story about your wife because at first I thought when you went to governance, you're going to get some historical FBI type no. stories here. And that's where we were going. <laughs> no. So I didn't know exactly you know, what was coming when you uh, started down that path, but definitely uh, you know, appreciate you guys having us on. And uh, Troy, obviously uh, director of uh, governance here, why don't you uh, define data governance for us? Sure, uh, and thanks, Angel, for, for having me on here, and uh, thanks, Sean, for including me. Um, it, data governance, it's, you know, like you said, it's it's really a, a set of rules uh, uh, around, you know, how you manage data within your organization. So um, it's managing the availability, the usability, uh, integrity, um, availability, and within that, it's all the processes and policies to define and manage and control that data usage. You know, what does it provide? It, it ensures that data is accessible, consistent, trusted, organized, and, and doesn't get misused. It helps lead to better business decisions and better business outcomes. Yeah, and that's the way I interpret that, again, from my little experience of governance and the little bit I know about auditing. It's basically, you, you talk about the core principles, right? So having that data, having sort of like a, a ring around it where you can keep it, maintain it safe and make sure that it's handled correctly. So one question I had given our data analytics series from last year is how data governance apply to those conversations centered specifically on strategy for data analytics. Yeah, so last year, you know, I had the opportunity to talk a lot with Warren um, Seafray, who's our director of uh, strategy within data and analytics. We talked specifically about how you deliver data and analytic products, right, and how mm -hmm. um, you create a data and analytic strategy. And that's, that's, you know, data functioning through technology, but it's also people through process. So it's these common business drivers that you use, people, process, and tech. We add data in there because we're, you know, data and analytics. Governance is the thing that kind of ties all those things together. So when we go back to last year and we're talking about our philosophies for how we deliver data and analytic products, we say that we need to have strategies and answers for people and process and technology and data. Well, governance is that information, right? What's the business information that's going to um, 
you know, classify the policies that Troy talked about for process, for technology? What are those, you know, particular rules of engagement? And so, you know, governance essentially collects those in a very organized way and educates the organization on these business processes, but then also to your point, audit, audits the enforcement of those. So it's not just these documentation uh, that's setting around or these things that people describe as culture that just goes without saying, but there are actually mechanisms that enforce the rules of behavior um, into people, process, data, and tech. So it's, it's really tying all of those things together in a more formal way for an organization. Because the reality is, and Troy and I talk about this a lot, most organizations that use applications um, have data management. They're doing something, right? It's just about uh, analyzing and assessing what are the gaps. When we look at data governance and some of the tools we have, what are the gaps and how can we lower risk and how then how can we increase the maturity um, for how we deliver those products? You mentioned something lowering risk because that's, that's a big piece of governance in general, if I'm speaking correctly. How, and I might be going off topic here, but when you're trying to lower that risk, thinking of those organizations that might be listening, how do organizations compartmentalize data governance? What would be a good approach to do so? So organizations need a, a framework, a data governance framework. That's that's how you're going to compartmentalize it and uh, enforce it and um, you know establish that. So um, a way to break up those effective areas of data governance um, that we've seen, and we base our you know our framework on on DEMA. Um, so it, policy, quality, security, architecture, and analytics. Yeah. So there's five uh, core things. You know, if if you if you watched again our you know strategy session last year, we try to simplify things, right? What are what are sort of the common things, um, ways that we can easily talk about and discuss and then deliver, you know, strategy or in this case, um, particular governance. So you can go out and Google data governance frameworks, and you'll get a lot of information. We've essentially adopted a framework where we classify it into those you know those five areas, and maybe it makes sense on how we kind of describe what those five you know areas are, you know, explicitly. Yeah. So. Uh, so, so policy, what, what would be an example, Troy, of, of what we mean when we say policy? Uh, you know, uh, one that I think, you know, it goes across all organizations, right, is access management. Who has access to what data? For example, financial data, who within your organization needs to see that and report on it? You know, a, another one could be around a, a regulatory or compliance, you know, how do you handle customer information? Those mm -hmm. types of things. It's, it's defining those policies and how that data can be used. Yeah, so policy for us are these guidelines and these standard, standards. I said rules of behavior before. That's really the, the, the basic idea of policy. Who has the authority to make decisions about a particular data asset? Who is that authority saying who can use and how you're going to use those particular data assets? What are standards around that data asset? So we kind of group all of those things in policy in that rules of engagement. So the next one was, you know, quality. And so, uh, Troy, what, what's a kind of a more broad definition of what we would cover within quality? Yeah, and I'll say data quality improvement is one of the biggest driving forces for a company to implement a data governance program. So you talk about data quality, you talk about data accuracy, you talk about completeness, consistency across all systems. It's crucial to making those business decisions 
data cleansing is an example of a, a data quality element, right? So in a manufacturing environment, you might have product codes, making sure that the names are consistent across all of those. So you'll have rule, rules or uh, processes in place to make sure that those are consistent within your you know, enterprise uh, data warehouse. Yeah. And so on Hill, we have this, you know, five level framework for data governance, but we also have a framework that's specifically for data quality. So an actual mm iterative process that you would approach to be able to analyze particular areas of improvement, solutions for improving it, and then implementing that. And there's very common measures that people use to promote accuracy and uniqueness and all of these things. There's, there's very common ways of measuring data quality. And so that's probably a whole future podcast that we can go into the future as a subset of data governance, where we literally can just talk about what's the SDLC for, you know, data quality. So we, so we have policy, we have quality. Next uh, thing that you mentioned, Troy, was security. Yeah. So security, uh, you know, one is the access management, um, you know, I talked about their policies and created to enforce that who can see what, but you also, you know, organization, how they manage the inherent risk of having sensitive data is crucial. So whether it's a, a health industry organization where they've got PHI, um, PII, social security number, those types of things, um, making sure that you are adhering to, you know, regulatory compliance rules and the storage and usage of that sensitive data is, you know, the main part of security. Yeah. So security, we, we clump in those kind of rules for, for access. We also look at compliance. So what's the risk mitigation strategies and then how do we operationalize those? Um, and then data classification, like, you know, Troy's talking about, you know, how, how do we ensure, um, number one, what's our classification paradigm? You know, is it just very, very simple? And we use like stoplight methodology where right. it's green and red and yellow, um, you know, or there are other words. Every organization is a little bit different. So all of that is going to be rolled up in, you know, to security. The fourth thing, Troy, that you mentioned is with architecture. So how does architecture, what do, what do we cover in that part of our framework? So it's ensuring that, it, you know, there are common you know, data definitions and that those data, those definitions are made available across all platforms. It's essential to enabling the decision-making, you know, what are all your data sources within your organization? What are your data lineage to make sure that everybody knows where that data is coming from and what it means? Yeah, and we cover data integrations, what systems are talking to what systems, where people are accessing that, what are the, the ways that they can access information. A lot of people think of data governance and they only think about like reporting and analytics, which is actually the last part of the framework. We haven't even talked about any of that to this point. We talked about four areas, policy, quality, security, and architecture, and really those are organizational things. You know, data governance isn't just about analytics and reporting, it's about how you're controlling and using data assets across the company. So it affects your, all your applications, you know, that you use. So it would be your HR applications and who's the predominant, you know, person with the authority that owns that data asset, how you use that data asset. And then what's the infrastructure um, behind it. So the information architecture, you know, we did a couple of years ago, a conference with IBM where we said, Hey, there's no AI artificial intelligence without IA, information architecture. And so those things have to be defined. And we define all of that within this uh, fourth uh, part of our framework for architecture. So policy, quality, security, architecture, and then the last one, Troy, is analytics. Yeah, so you know, data governance strives to ensure people have reliable and consistent data 
um, to support those decision making. So, uh, you know, um, she by having data that's available, accurate, like I said before, complete, secure, and trustworthy, defining data ownership, governance over reporting, including having a set of standards and guidelines is required to promote clear communication about data to users. Standard definitions, approved sources of data, um, guards against inconsistencies or misinterpretations of data reported, knowing that the data can be relied on, people can trust it, and the delivered reports and confidently base their decision, their business decisions on those. Yeah, I think uh, analytics is probably the area most people think about or engage with us when they talk about data governance, because it's how they're using it for those particular things. So they've had issues with the confidence level within data that's being reported. So people are putting stuff out, they don't really trust it. But other things that we cover there would also go to back to last year and those particular strategies that we kind of want with our approach. We went through uh, discovery and delivering. We talked about these six Ds and, and how we do that. Well, some of the definitions to those would exist within analytics, our, our templates for, you know, what we want to use for business intelligence and all of that. So that's just one of the five areas. So all five of those are, are super important. And a lot of times on Hill, companies are doing things in all of those areas and they just really need help figuring out what gaps exist or just kind of pulling it all together into an actual data governance um, related program. I mirror a lot of that to what you guys just mentioned to, and I know it's going to sound probably a little bit dumb, but to kind of building a house because you have, so the first four pillars that you mentioned, policy, quality, security, and architecture. You're building a house, so you're putting those four walls together, and you're kind of protecting what you have in that house. And then comes the analytics, which kind of just takes over the rest of the piece, the rest of the house. And then come the people, because the people are the ones that are going to be driving all of these segments. And so let's say, as you just mentioned, Sean, if a company has an issue with policy, so then you're, you're, one of your walls is kind of, okay, it's crumbling a little bit. So then you come in and we help with governance. We help with policy, setting that policy in place. Yeah. Well, building a house makes it a little bit easier because we've been doing that for a super long time. Right? <laughs> like as a, as a, as a society, we've been building houses for a really, really long time. And within the, the U S um, there are a lot of rules that are already in place that you need mm -hmm. to follow. Right. And so those are, um, known by people who get into this industry and start to build this product. These particular rules are known. And then you add in some from the consumer that they might want, you know, as well. Well, in the data world and data governance, it's not been going on as long, right? And so a lot of those, they're definitely not defined. Some of them are defined federally around security and, and specific things that we have to implement but not around analytics, not around information architecture. Like there's a lot of business related content that you need in order to create that kind of big set of rules, you know? So yeah, it's bringing all of that sort of together, you know, using, you know, the analogy that you were, you were talking about there. And of course, with that, we touch a little bit uh, on some of this throughout our conversation, but how can we as Mosher Consulting help organizations get more out of their data by using this framework of data governance. 
obviously, you know, we're passionate about it. We have a department that's dedicated specifically to it. That's what Troy, you know, runs. And so in our data and analytics division, we've got four departments and they cover all of our services. So we kind of classify those as consultancy services, professional services, and managed services. And governance is a part of our consultancy services. So coming in and taking a framework and setting guidelines for what you need in order to implement a successful data governance program, you know, so uh, we've got common philosophies for that, you know, how you want, you know, leadership involved in it, how you need some guiding principles, you know, that that goes across the organization, you need a sound framework, which we kind of, you know, got into a little bit here at a high level with, you know, five things, and then an approach for how you apply that particular framework. So, you know, we can help organizations identify those gaps and then how to improve upon them. You know, if you go out and you, if you look at data governance and you Google it, um, you can kind of get overwhelmed with a lot of information and there's a lot of good information that's out there, but not every organization needs everything that is usually lumped in as a part of data governance. So what are the right things the organization needs to document to increase data literacy, to have confidence in uh, how you're using data, to increase data quality, to make sure that you're mitigating risk appropriately? You know, Troy and his team can help identify all of those. What are the current barriers? What are solutions to those? And then, you know, if professional services help is needed to enforce those, Mosier can also do that, whether it's within our analytics division that Adrian Watts runs or in our data division that Tim Mack runs, right? And so the nice thing about that is we already have these common frameworks and ways to do it. And so once we identify, here are some areas of improvement, then we have tactical teams that can come in and um, enforce those, you know, through, um, through the tools or, or, uh, that they use. So again, we have the we have the tools, we have the techniques, we have the experts that can provide you with that service, whether that's just data governance or data analytics in general. And those teams are led by Sean. Data governance is led by Troy. And as Sean mentioned, we have three other directors within our data analytics practice that provide these services. And as Sean was mentioning, you can come in and ask for, say, you need help with data quality. Then we can go in and help. But then if, if we notice that you might need help with something else, we might offer that as well. And with that, we'd like to thank Troy and Sean for joining us today. And I hope you enjoyed today's conversations because they will be back in the near future to continue the discussion on data governance. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure to have you here. Thanks, Angel. Thanks, Angel. Thank you for listening in to another episode of Ask Anything presented by Mosher Consulting. Ask Anything will be back next week with another episode, continuing to dive deeper with our resident experts and what they're currently working on. If you have an idea or a topic you'd like us to explore, please reach out to us through our social media channels. In the meantime, please remember to give us a rating and subscribe to our feed wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, so long, everybody. Everybody.